Hello and welcome to Fumbling Around with your host Tom Steinman. And today, or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, uh, my great friend, one of my comedic friends, one of my first friends from We Met at Go Comedy, wrote a show together, uh, first writing experiences. Uh, he's now what part of Dragon Army. That is correct. Uh, doing a bunch of other stuff. We'll talk about all that. But uh, welcome to the show, Graham Leslie. Thanks for having me, Steiner. Yeah, thank you. Oh, so you've been listening. So I didn't even have to say my nickname. Thank no. you. It's good out there. Oh, yeah, it's out there. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like one of those bullies from an 80s movie. You know, it's like, oh, Steiner. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with that guy. Yeah, throwing me into a locker or something. <laughs> Ugh. I love to play those characters from movie, you know. Yeah. It came from somewhere. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, uh, the tourney's going on. Did you look at? Did you listen to the March Madness Sports Edition episode? Yeah, I did uh, with the movies. Yes. Yeah, I did, and then I was so angry that my movie Million Dollar Baby got ousted in the first round that I almost drew, drove off the road. I was so upset. <laughs> who, who voted them all? I don't. I don't remember. I don't even remember. It was like one of the first ones. <laughs> He said million, million Dollar Baby lost to some job or movie. Oh, man. I love Million Dollar Baby. It's one of my favorite really? movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That, uh, well, you know, that's what happens at the tourney sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I'll have to have you on next time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, that was a fun episode. Good. That was, yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I had something different in mind. And then on the way here, I kind of thought of, like, this is what we're going to do. Kyle came in last second. Yeah. So that was great for him. Uh, yeah, I love that Kyle had not seen most of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kyle. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, that was, yeah, a lot of fun. Well, the actual tourney's going on, and did you, uh, I'm sure you watched your team yesterday. Oh, yeah. You were a graduate from Michigan State University, part of the Drumline. Yeah. Uh, big fan. I, I've talked, you know, to you about sports. Actually, the first episode of Fumble Around I listened to with Andy and was Mitch on it? No, not Mitch. I'm sorry. Matt. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Matt. Yeah, R.I.P. Matt. Uh, you were on the... The episode you were on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And, and then I tried to get you to be my first guest, and then it was the day that Hamtramck lost all their power. And then did you notice that sign I was pointing at that was shaking all over? It's oh, gone. Yeah. Oh man, I was actually worried that it was going to hit a car. <laughs> I was very worried. I want to know what happened to it. It's gone, so it probably flew off. This metal sign was just the day it was like super windy. What four weekends ago or something. Hamtramck lost power. It was shaking all over, fell off. I don't know. It had to have fallen off. And then oh, for sure. what was a flag in the air, this big piece of metal? Like, yeah. oh, man. It's probably already down past Bank Suey, like all the way down Joe's Campo. Like, who knows where it is? Yeah. Uh, but so the tourney's going on, right? Yeah. And you're Michigan State. What do you think so far of how Michigan State's looked? I, I thought they actually didn't look that bad against Bradley, and Bradley actually played really well. So, uh, right. You know, a lot of people were kind of worried about that game while it was going on. But, you know, Michigan State has Cassius Winston, who is a point guard, A, and B, he's the best player on the floor. So if you got those two things going for you, I wasn't as worried as some of my fellow Spartans were. Okay. Uh, and then last night they looked pretty good. But, I mean, Minnesota, I don't I think they just kind of blew it in the first round. Uh, you know, there was that whole storyline of, uh, you know, the Patino that coaches Minnesota. Yeah. I think he wanted to take it out on Louisville, and Minnesota just crushed Louisville. So I think they kind of just, you know. Lost their momentum. Just kind of focused too much on one game. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, last night. And I think it comes, too, with, you know, it's, it's kind of disappointing that you have two Big Ten teams meeting that early in the tournament. Yeah. You know, they've already have all the scouting on each other, and they kind of know each other well. So yeah. I don't know. That was just kind of disappointing to see yeah. two Big Ten teams playing that early. So, 
makes it a little harder to maybe like upset because you can't really show them anything they maybe haven't seen. Exactly. Yeah, they know each other so well that I, you know, it just wasn't a, a great game in my opinion last night. It was fun. I mean, Michigan State won, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the the whole tournament in general. There just doesn't seem to be as many upsets or yep. buzzer beaters this year, and even going into it, I've been a a member of the same you know, bracket pool since I was in yeah. high school. So okay. like 19 years now. <laughs> and even this year, like people just didn't seem that interested in it. I don't know what it is. I agree. Uh, I love the tournament. It's, it's super fun. Uh, but has it lost the buzz a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. I, I really don't know why this year, maybe there's just not enough exciting players. I don't know. Zion's super fun to watch, but yeah. he's making millions. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's a protest. But, you know, why aren't these guys making any money off of this? If because it, it is still producing millions and millions, if not oh, it a is big industry. It is insane how much money the NCAA tournament makes. Or Vegas from yeah, gambling and exactly. stuff. But none of the, these guys can't can't have a deal with anybody. Can't make it. You know, it's oh, nothing from their likeness. No. Uh, you know they. During the Michigan-Michigan State game, there was this guy that had a waffle on his face that kind of blew up on the internet, and he started a GoFundMe to pay for his trip to the Big Ten tournament. I think he raised like $2,000. You know, like even Waffle Guy in the stands can, you know, set up a GoFundMe and get paid money and yeah, like all this stuff. But they're, they're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you know. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm sure you've heard me speak on this. Oh, yeah. I will speak on this for a long time because I don't understand it in this day and age. Like... With student load debt and stuff like that, anyways, like, don't even get me started. But that's a, yeah, the myth of the college athlete, you know, the student athlete, or whatever the NCAA likes to. Yeah, like it's a full time job. Yeah, being an athlete, if you want to be the best and if you want to market yourself that way to go to a professional sport, it's a full time job. Like, is, you think these guys are seriously all going to like these classes and learning all these subjects? Yeah. Anytime I talk about college football or college basketball, you know, these huge money making machines. Yeah. You know, if. If really the idea behind college sports would be, you know, Harvard versus Yale. Like, if you look at that, like, oh, yeah, you know, like students and yeah. playing a game. It's like, no, it's so far beyond that now. Yeah. It's all about money and getting people ready for the NBA or NFL. And it's just, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. And these guys should be, because injuries happen, too. And, like, so, so most of these guys don't make it all the way to, you know, so... They're just not compensated, I think, well enough. And then if they do get a degree, like, it's usually in some, like, BS, like, liberal art. You know, just, like, a, a very vague or, like, I don't know. I don't think it's really. Yeah, I felt really bad for I think it was Jake Butt, who was a tight end from Michigan a couple of years yep. ago. He tore his ACL in a bowl game. And I think he lost, you know, like, I can't imagine how much money he lost. And yeah. I'm sure he will tell you, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to play for my teammates and all for that sure. stuff. But, I don't know, sometimes... You just, I mean, I feel bad because he probably cost himself millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. And, but like, yeah, if you don't play that game, then you're not a team player. And like all, yeah. everybody just has an opinion about you who's not even a part of the team or like understands what, like, you got to worry about, you got to take care of yourself. Like the business doesn't take care of you. Yeah. So, and I think it guys need to be educated on that a little bit better. Um, you know, start another league. I don't understand why that can't happen. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's reasons why. Sure. And, you know, everybody has these opinions about it, but yet here I am watching every single game in the tournament. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. I... yeah. Which has been, uh, so uh, I think some, there's like really good matchup today. What is it the Duke versus, uh, oh man, who's Zion going against? Like that tall dude from another country. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, or? I know what you're talking about. 
the the thing that I think one of the best games yesterday, and I didn't even get to see a lot of it, was uh, was Auburn was playing. And, yeah. you know, Auburn ended up winning. Uh, they beat Kansas. And, you know, when you see these big teams go down, that's what I kind of like to see. Because yeah. I was looking the other day, and, you know, if you look at the tournaments of the past, like, 20 years, you know, the same teams kind of yeah, win sure. every year. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'm kind of rooting for Gonzaga this year, even though I didn't pick – I don't even think I picked them into the Final Four. But I, I'd love to see somebody different, you yeah. know, take it. But they don't want to. The NCAA doesn't no, want to. No, they they want – they Duke, want Duke, Duke, North Carolina, yeah, like you know, all that stuff. That's going to bring the most people in for the fans and viewership and make most money. So For sure. Uh, but that's what uh, – God, I wish I could remember the team name, but uh, Adam was talking to me about it. And uh, But this is supposed to be a pretty big matchup for Duke because the other guy going against him is, like, talking crap already. Like, he's going to stop Zion. He's, like, seven foot six or something ridiculous. Oh, and he, like, didn't touch a basketball till he was, like, 15 or 16. Uh, but just could straight up ball right now, and he went to like a smaller school. Whoever they're playing, yeah. So I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good game. The problem is, is I don't, you know, especially for those one seeds, I usually don't end up watching until you know the Sweet yeah. Sixteen or you know Elite Eight, because then they start playing some real yeah. teams. Like how often do they? They don't. They always make the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, but uh, I Besides mean Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> oh boy! That's... For a second, I thought they were going to maybe lose again. The... Yeah, they they were down at the half or they were at least oh boy that yeah. was not good yeah i was like you can't be not only the first team to do it but the only team to do it twice like it that been bad. they play such an interesting style that you know sometimes in the tournament i like picking these teams that can score a lot of points or have good yep. coaching mm-hmm. and i mean virginia is a good coach but he plays such a slow pace style that if some team comes hot out of the gate and starts hitting some threes you know if you get down by yeah it's hard to get out of a hole sometimes yep so, especially if you play that way. Let's go back to Izzo. So, Izzo yeah. got uh, in some heat, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Uh, but he kind of went after a little bit, lunged at one of his players, or yelled at him pretty fiercely in front of everybody. How do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting, and I know it's kind of been discussed a lot the last couple of days, and I've been listening to different discussions about it. And one of the points that somebody brought up, which I, we were kind of alluding to earlier, is without any big you know, buzzer beater or any other kind of big story, that kind of went viral and became the story of the day, really. Yeah. So it, it's interesting to me because Tom Izzo has always coached that way, and he's part of this old school style of yeah. you know, yelling, screaming, and I, I personally don't have a problem with that style. You know, like I was in the military. That's yes. fine. I've yep. had people yell at me before, and that works to motivate me. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it motivates everybody. Yep. And especially you uh, being a teacher and educator, you know, people respond to different styles, and there's not mm-hmm. one way that works for everyone. Yeah. So I don't know. You've got people on both sides. It's definitely not a good look. Like if you take a look at it just – you know, the optics of it, yeah. <laughs> it was not good. And Michigan State is, unfortunately, you know, they've gone through some bad things recently, and they're under the microscope. So anything that happens now, they're going to get looked at. I mean, deservedly so. But so. losing is going to also get you lose your job. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Tom hasn't been out of the first weekend. Well, now he is, but, yeah. you know, the last three years, they haven't been out of the first weekend of the tournament. So I think he was feeling the pressure, too. Yeah. If he loses that first round, oh, he lost a locker room. He doesn't have his magic touch anymore. We're talking a whole different tune, but, no, they looked good. And, like, I don't know, when you look up to somebody, like, first of all, when you're picking a team, you're picking a coach, and you better know what type of coach that person is. Like, Definitely. I'm assuming the parents had an idea. They. You, you better know what you're signing your son up for. 
Um, and like you said, different motivators motivate differently in different types of people. And that's, that's how, that's how he's been doing it forever. But we're kind of in a, another debate of this PC culture of like, of people get, you know, like too far getting yelled at, like these guys are expected to play at the top, top level and win. And if they don't win, then they don't care. And then you just, I mean, losers get treated badly, uh, no matter how hard they go sometimes. And it's just unfair. And I don't, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm as guilty as this as anybody, you know, hot take society here. We just fire off, you know, hot takes here yeah. at the, the blink of an eye. But, you know, the, the big thing was, is let's just ask the kid how he felt. Yeah, exactly. And it came out, you know, like after the game or later. And he's like, hey, you know, basically, I don't have a problem with this. Now, if he transfers in the off season or, you know, yep. if things come out later. Exactly. Then you can come back to it and be like, hey, you know, yeah. maybe, um, you know, maybe it was something bad, but. You know, we should just ask the kid how he yeah. feels because at the end of the day, it's it's between the coach and the player. So, I agree. Um, and he didn't hit him or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. My dad, I didn't. I mean, my dad like never hit me or anything like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, my my dad's actually a very patient, quiet guy. And but he yelled at me like twice, and I needed it both times. Both times I reflect. It's not like he did it to me all the time, but he had the relationship to me where like. He let me know that I was being disrespectful, and that that just wasn't allowed, and that just wasn't accepted. You know, high expectations for people like they need that. I think it'd be interesting too, like if I had a son that was in that played on a soccer team, and they got a new coach who came in and started yelling. You know, it's yeah, it's. I think that would be different exactly. as well. And I also, you know, I'm not one of those people that said, "Oh, hey, that that's the only way that works, or it has to be that no. way." You know, like. I think people recognize that there's multiple ways to teach and to coach. Yes. And maybe that is a part of a dying generation of, you know, yellers or whatever. And we'll see uh, how it goes in the future. But I think, you know, there's a reason why people pay personal trainers to yell at them and to yeah. motivate them. You know, sometimes people just need that and they, and they like that and they respond to that. Playing a sport, man, is like, I don't know. It's a competitive thing. You're out there to win. Like, I will say too, though, you know, Tom, I I like Tom a lot, but I think sometimes he, he comes off, he has this personality that's kind of this, oh, shucks, I'm just, you know, this guy. And he, sometimes he needs to look at what he says. Yeah. Because he had a quote that also did not sound very good. Something about he was comparing him to being like an employer, employee relationship. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, this kid isn't getting paid, you know, like it is a little different Yeah. Uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, like this, this is a kid. And he was a freshman. Yeah, a freshman, yeah. Um, but they played a whole season. And what, you know, it's, sometimes it's an effort's not an excuse, you know, like making a mistake or an error is one thing, but like this is it. Win or go home. Like you can't, it can't be an effort thing at this point. I don't care what, how old you are. And, you know, a kid owned up to it, it seemed like. And that's the thing. I don't like, I don't know what they expect. Like, have you ever been a head coach in a game like that? Like, with every little thing matters and your job's on the line? Yeah, and there was a lot of former players that came out on Twitter in support of him and everything. So, yeah, I think if it, if it was a bad situation, then yeah, you would have heard heard about it from other people. But but like you said, he's been losing the last three years. And then, like, even, like, the hack job on ESPN about him, like, you know, like, people thought he was guilty kind of, like, right away. Luckily, you know, came yeah. out. But. And uh, and again, he had some quotes back then too that just didn't. 
I think, especially people from an older generation, I think they <laughs> they need to look at the way that they phrase things. And yeah. They need to understand that you also have the responsibility to t- kind of articulate what you're thinking. And I don't know. Yeah. It's it's an old school versus new school type thing, and I think we're seeing that a lot in many aspects Absolutely. of society. Absolutely. Um. But I think people can, yeah, I don't know. I think we can learn something from each other probably. And that's the, there's probably some middle ground somewhere. Um, but, you know, I like to win. So when I'm, yeah, I agree. When a guy's yelling at me, if I'm not doing my job, like, okay. Yeah. That's, that's allowed. My mom did the same thing to me when I wasn't doing well in school <laughs> like I was supposed to. If I wasn't bringing in homework and I wasn't bringing the grades in, she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's plenty of people, too, that... You know, and I like to point out, too, that there's people that couldn't could respond well to just me being a coach and just talking yes. to them like this. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Like yeah. It's, uh, it's very interesting to see what works and, and yeah. what motivates people. Yes. Uh, I am coaching, you You know, so yeah. like we lost our first game. Um, so as the new guy, like I'm not saying too, too much. You know, I'm kind of in the background and stuff, just observing, picking up on things and stuff like that. And, uh, but Coach Ambrose, you know, after we, we lost an in extra innings, but it was a game I didn't feel like we should have lost. He felt the same way, but it seemed like the other team just kind of wanted it a little bit more. And that's like an effort thing. And like, you know, just baseball, a lot of it's anticipation, a lot of it's mental. And we just made little stupid minor mistakes and that could have been avoided. Yeah. And so, you know, that's frustrating as a coaching aspect. Like if I lose a game, we lose a game, but I hate when like we lose, we lose the game. Yeah. I mean, I look back at my amateur career, <laughs> you yeah. know, of playing sports, and I had so many great coaches, so many great teachers in general, you know, even in, in school. And and if you just have that special relationship with coaches yeah. and teachers. And, you know, if you if you didn't like a coach or something, you could always just – well, in college you could transfer or if you were – I don't know. Well, you could do that in high school now, basically, because every school is, like, open enrollment almost. And so you could – that's – Part of the issue yeah. is like it's just recruiting in high school now. That is true, yeah. So, but uh, no, but you can. So you do need to be like, yeah. It's a, it's it's a weird time now because even when I went to high school, I think about the coaches back then and um, what they like. I didn't play football, but like I don't know, they got away with like yell at you know they did a little bit more like mm-hmm. more of the old school type of coaching. So we kind of probably we were probably like the last of that maybe like really raised, you know, in high schools and stuff like that, being able to be coached that way. Uh, it has gotten definitely a little softer. I don't know. Like, I, again, I'm not condoning any type of, like, abuse or anything like that. Like, but, like, like being held accountable is what people need to be held to. Sure. And that's just me as a teacher. Like, I got to hold students accountable. Sure. Otherwise, you're going to think it's okay to do things that aren't, I don't know. I want to be a winner, and I want other people to be winners around me. And sometimes that means creating structure and being people being held accountable to do their job. Yep. And if if you don't want to be a part of that culture, then see you later. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. Like, if again, it's college and it's you know they're just they're just kids, but like yet people's are, you know it's making millions of dollars coaching and stuff like that. So their job when your job's on the line, I don't know, it's a lot of pressure. They yeah. get millions of dollars. Yeah, and, and that's that's the whole other side of the issue, too, is, you know, these coaches make so much money now. Yeah, they have so much power, though. Yeah. That, I think there needs to be some types of, like, checks and balances because if, if there is anything, Izzo probably has so much power. Yeah. Like, uh, and I'm sure with that comes ego, and it comes oh, yeah. all those things. Oh, yeah. That, uh, you know? Yeah, they, they make insane amounts of money. But, you know, there's also the stories, too, of he lets – 
you know, former players live in his basement or, you know, there's yeah. all this stuff yeah, that yeah, goes yeah. on. Like, can you, yeah, it's, it's just part of the game. Yeah. You pay coaches that much. It's not, I can't blame the guy for taking, yeah. you know, money. Uh, it's the whole organization of the thing that, sure. you know, so, um, you know, pay the players. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. all I, that's all I could say. Um, that's enough tourney talk for me. Uh, there's a lot going on this weekend, you know, keep, you know, seeing who's going to join the Sweet 16, and I will talk about it next week, and I think those will be the really good games. I'm hoping to see Mich. I don't really care if Michigan or Michigan State wins. I don't know if you heard me, but, like, I like both teams. I'm rooting for both teams. Yeah. I root anybody for, from Michigan. I'm going to root first, uh, but I love it. I hope they play each other because I just love, like, I live down river. I just love the people. Oh, it's. I love watching everybody talk crap about it. It's and, intense, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think both teams should win, you know, the Sweet 16 game. And yep. I think they both would draw a tough game in the yep. league. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, but, you know, you never know. they got two good coaches, two good teams. so It could happen. It Chances could happen. are probably not, but that would be a great thing for local sports. Oh, Michigan. You know, like just... I don't, know, I don't know if I could take it because I wouldn't want to play Michigan again. Yeah, what would you rather have? Like, so if you guys did lose, would you rather win all those other games and lose to the tourney? Oh, or? man, that would be brutal. I don't know. I you know, the tourney is what it's about. You know, it's, it's Big Ten championships are fine, and they're great, and you can put up a banner and everything. But, man, the tournament, yeah, that's what you're remembered for. So, yeah, that would that would definitely hurt. That would hurt. Like, uh, give them, like they think you're probably done with them, and, like, you you, you know, yeah. you squashed them to give them another shot. Like, Well, I was really worried. It's, it's hard enough to beat a team, you know, two times in a season, let alone three. three. And then when three happened, it's like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> we're good for this year. Like, I don't want to see them again. Yeah. And uh, that'd be great. So yeah, I'm hoping that be. happens just because, yeah, just locally. It would be a lot of fun. I saw Andy Reid tweet something. That he'd set himself on fire if it happened. So. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw Andy Reid last night on yeah. my way to Jay's penalty box in Ferndale. So okay. We, yeah, he said, oh, yeah, I hope we see you again. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, no, no definitely. Because, yeah, just another shot at redemption. Yeah. Like, I guess you could, you guys could beat them, but they'll just really be, like, <laughs> four times. And, yeah. Oh, man. Either way, I hope that happens. Um, so you have a thing uh, about you're trying to get people into the English Premier League for soccer? Yeah. Okay. It is the best, most fun league. It's it's honestly taken I, – I would say it's – I put college football and college basketball as one and one A for okay. stuff that I like. And I would say the English Premier League is a strong two wow. now. It is the most fun and exciting league, in my opinion, to watch. And it's actually growing in popularity here in America. It's now on a lot. Nice. Uh, NBC Sports has picked up, like, the TV rights. So they play two or three games, like, a weekend on NBC Sports. Okay. Which everybody can get now. They used to only have one game on ESPN. It would be at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or something. yeah. Now yeah. There's, there's multiple games. So nice. it's, it's available to watch. And the league runs, it literally starts in August, and it runs until May. And they even start practicing, you know, like starting in July. <laughs> so really, it's almost like a year-long thing. Yeah. Whereas the NFL, you know, it's really only runs for, you know, 16 weeks or so. Yep. And then there's the playoffs and Super Bowl. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it is, it is so much fun. And then there's other competitions that come along with it, like the Champions League has, like, yeah. the best team. So there's really, there's just so much content out there. Yeah. That uh, yeah, it's it's super fun to watch the the best teams because they have the best players and it's oh, the yeah. best league in the world. Yep. So, so you brought the up the idea and you were like a little hesitant because you weren't sure how, like if I would be up for it or for something. 
Uh, I grew up playing soccer. Uh, I was pretty good, I would say. I have uh, one of my best, like, moments personally, actually, uh, athletically, comes from a soccer story. Uh, we call it the miracle on grass. Like, this is, like, no joke. Like, we should not have won this. So uh, I played in a six-on-six -six league, like, in Allen Park. But basically, it was all the local high schools got a team together, their, t their high school team, best players, and, like, played in this league. And I had, like, 14 teams. We finished, like, or 12 teams. We finished, like, eighth in the regular season or ninth. And we had to, like, play just to get into the playoffs. Like, there was, like, a round-robin game. And we beat that team. And then we have to go play our best player, who's Joel Putek, who is, I don't know if you've heard me talk about Chet Putek. It's his younger brother. He's our best player. We're going up against his travel team. So he's, like, just another guy on their travel team, basically. Like, just full. They're full of Joels on their mm -hmm. team. We got Joel, we got his brother Chet, we got his little brother Steven, and we, we, we play the same six players. So this is just the first round of the playoffs. And we get a, Joel gets a quick early goal, and then we play all-out defense. And like at halftime, the other team's like talking crap. They're like, do you really think you guys are going to win one nothing and stuff? We're like, I don't know, we're going to try. And we win one nothing. Okay. I was playing goalie. It was, I still can't believe we won that game. We still had to go win three more games, almost identically like that. The next game, we win one nothing. I had to, oh man, uh, it was like inner city. I had to, the guy, I was playing goalie, the ball hits me, rolls past me, is rolling. This guy is going to easily go score. I grab both of his legs and pull him down, and I thought I was going to get a penalty shot or something. The ball rolls out of bounds, and the ref never called anything, and the fans were going crazy and stuff like that. Like I was accepting the penalty kick. Steiner, the dirty goalie. Oh, hey, dude, what a, you're playing a game. I mean, it is what it is. You got to win. I, I have a – like I said, we're playing a game like that, very competitive playoff game. And so then we win the next game also one nothing. And then we go to the finals, and we – like nobody – all the other teams were like watching us because they couldn't – they're rooting for us at this point because we're like that underdog. Like, no, sure. we should have never have been there. And we win like 4-2 this game actually. But like it was – the best athletic like we should not have won we could play that tournament a thousand times and we would lose in that first round i love oh. miracle runs like that it's so it's so much like, fun i know it's still like not college or anything like yeah. that but it was still just to do a feat like that that no one no one no one even us like i mean i, I guess we were the only ones like hey whatever we're gonna try like we had that type of attitude like let's play it out like we're competitive I want to hear the other guy's side of this story. Like, I'm sure he's sitting on a podcast somewhere like, oh, man, I was going to score, and this goalie came out and grabbed both my legs, and they didn't call it. It's probably, he's probably talking about it in therapy right now. Oh, man. Hey, I didn't hurt the guy or anything like that. Like I said, I was accepting the penalty. Like, I wanted the penalty. Like, that's all I could do to save myself, and, you know, it is what it is. So uh, my other uh, – I have a friend named Victor – uh, who's part of the my fantasy baseball league? But uh, he got he was like really into soccer, and he was trying to get like all of us like really into soccer. So he's like he created even like a couple events for us. Like we went saw like a Chicago Fire game mm -hmm. out in Chicago that he planned. We tailgated and stuff oh, like nice. that. Uh, like I said, I played soccer high school. I was the only senior though when I like graduated. Like the play on my soccer team, kind of that kind of sucked. And then they were like really we were pretty good, but then they were like they had a bunch of seniors the next year and they were like really good i wish i would have been like one year younger just yeah. for that but whatever uh but so uh victor got us the tickets to it was like a world cup preliminary game 
Uh, so it wasn't like World Cup, but like you had to, you still had to, you had to play to get in. And I believe it was, uh, it was it definitely was USA versus Canada, and Victor like signed up to be part of like the Outlaws or something like that, which was like a, a like a, a group that followed the team sure. and like they hung out, they went to to a bar or something like that. And then he printed off like all like the chants and stuff like that for us, and like we got into the big F. F-150, and, like, we had, like, a table. Well, they were meet like, inside this bar. We're like, whatever, we're going to tailgate out here. And eventually, like, the whole parking lot, came, everybody was out there tailgating with us. We had, like, bandanas on and stuff like that because we were the, the outlaws yeah. or whatever. And, like, we're on top of the truck. We're, like, talking to, like, the president of the outlaws and stuff. We're trying to get Victor to be a president of, like, the local chapter and stuff. We're leading chants. It's like, I don't even know how this all happened. We were just, what, like I said, what set up a table, had some Diet Cokes out, and everybody's coming out. Yeah, it's super fun. You know, and that's the other thing is you, the fan culture is insane. Oh, well, just wait. So after we lead the chants, we start walking, like, the streets of Greektown. Like, it wasn't blocked off for us or anything. Just everybody with, like, bandanas just taking over the streets, yeah. walking, chanting. And cars just stopped for us because we just... Oh, you have to. Yeah. Oh, man. It was a mob culture. Yeah, it was. It, it really is. <laughs> so we get to the gates, right? So I'm part of this whole mob culture. We're going through the streets. We're chanting. We're, we get, I get there. I'm looking for my ticket. I can't find it. So everybody goes in, and I couldn't even, I didn't even get to go in. I walked back to the car to try to find my ticket, never found my ticket. Apparently, the other three people I was there with, like, all split up, too. There's n- there's nothing sadder than seeing, like, one lone person walking back to their car <laughs> with, like, a bandana on. Oh, my God. Oh, so embarrassing. So, uh, but they all split up, right? And then my friend Adam tells me, he's, like, with that mob or whatever. And, like, the Canadian mob, like, they're, like, chanting at each other. And it gets, sure. like, they, I guess it almost got into, like, a big, like, fight and stuff. And he was, like, a part of it almost. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the side that's scary <laughs> is the actual, like, hooligan culture. Uh, and I know before the World Cup in Russia last year, like, they, there was some meetup between English hooligans and Russian hooligans. They are like, hey, we're just going to meet in this forest somewhere, and let's just go at it. And there's videos online of these people just beating the crap out of each other. And I don't know, it's, that part is ridiculous. But I do enjoy, man, like, the chants and the songs. Like, people come up with these creative songs. And oh, I yeah. Don't know, all this, like, organic stuff that's super cool. Yeah, like, being part of the audience is an event in itself. And, yeah. like, the, uh, yeah, because, like, we would learn songs and chanting songs behind the goalie. And people would have, like, flares or whatever. The oh, yeah. road flares, like, letting them off. Smoke, like, yeah, it's a, it, it. I like it. I like your idea. Uh, I wish we had a better soccer league here. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough because, you know, DCFC has grown so organically and is, like, this great thing. Yeah. But, you know, people, at the end of the day, they want to watch, like, the top yes. athletes. Know, athletes, you know. So it's that's art. why I understand, like, there's a big back and forth between uh, DCFC and, like, their, their supporters. They don't want, you know, a big corporate MLS thing, yeah. which I understand. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, people like watching. Yeah. Yeah. But the U.S. League's nothing compared to like yeah. the English Premier League and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's weird too because the MLS runs, you know, I think it runs like March through, you know, like November or something, and the EPL runs August. You know, like they're not on the same schedule yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. So uh, that's there's been some talks to try to like sync those up, but I don't know how you would play a game in Columbus in December. You know, in January yeah. it'd be you know like two degrees out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
There's like like loans and stuff. Oh, you know who's a really big soccer fan is uh, Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, you follow? He is, he's yeah. huge fan. He's always played FIFA. He's always talking crap trying to play people at FIFA and stuff like that. But that's actually how I learned a lot was playing FIFA because like there's so many leagues and stuff. And then I believe like for the English Premier League, you if you're at the bottom of like the whole thing, you move down like a league. Correct. Yeah. And then you, if you win or in the top of the other, like the lower one, you move up. And I like, again, that's like a way, like, you don't deserve to be with us. Like if you're going to tank and not put a good team out there, like, sorry, Lions, you got to play in the worst league. Yeah. The Lions would have been relegated a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. We'd be playing the bottom league, try to win that one. Yeah. Well, maybe we'd win the division two championship. <laughs> put us in the sec. Maybe we'll win. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Alabama would probably <laughs> take probably us. probably take the Lions. Yeah. So, uh, actually, that is one of my least favorite sports debates because as good as Alabama is, don't get me wrong, but if you go up against professional athletes, like the Lions would, would crush them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're taking the best people from yes, everything yes. against. I know. I just like to make fun of the Lions. Yeah, I know. They're so bad. No, I hear you. It's such a hard thing to be a fan of. Like, 30 years I've given. I mean, I wasn't two when I was, like, watching the Lions. I mean, it probably was around, but it was. And the, the NFL has been dropping on my list of, you know, favorite sports every year. It yeah. just, I, I don't know. It just, it's just such a different game than it was so much offense. Yeah. You know, the, the penalties now you can't even touch an offensive player. So I it sucks. Know. I wish we could do something about that. Yeah. Like the safety, obviously, like we, we want people to be safe. I don't want people to have yeah. brain disease like in the fifties. I can't imagine playing defensive back in the NFL now. Like you can't, Oh man, it just is insane. Well, I guess you got to adjust. I, yeah. I don't know. Different, you know, quicker guys. It's not more about yeah, like that tackling is not going to be a big thing. And I guess cornerbacks already got like oftentimes weren't good tacklers before. But yeah, it was interesting when I was in the Navy. Like everybody's so associated with their NFL team. Like that was everybody's favorite sport by far. Is like NFL, NBA. Makes sense. Yeah, and so you know, so many Giants and Eagles fans. You know, like Cowboy. Everybody loved the Cowboys. But even you know some of the lesser teams, like people would be Chiefs fans, you know, yeah. and the Chiefs. Before <laughs> lesser they, fans? Yeah, well, I mean, before they even had Mahomes and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, just like, then <laughs> you just felt, yeah, my team's the Lions. Yeah. People just go, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, well, no one really hates you, I guess. Yeah, that's. Everybody I, that feels is, sorry for you. That is true. But we're the victim. Yeah. We're like, oh, we're the lie. Like, seriously, like, is there, there can't be a worse NFL franchise, right? I mean, I guess you would say maybe the Browns. The Browns, yeah. But, but Right now, they look way better, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they've they got some things going for them now. So. I mean, speaking of the Lions, they've made some signings. Uh, they signed some old Patriots, uh, oh, yeah. Amendola and Flowers. Uh, they also signed uh, a cornerback and then uh, James, the tight end from Pittsburgh, which I like I like that signing. Yeah. He seems to be like – he's just a competitive guy. I like that competitive attitude. Like, I want to win. I don't know. There's something about that. Uh how do you think Matt Patricia did last year? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I th- I think it's so hard. You have to give any coach, you know, two to three years to. I know. To even. But saying that. Yeah, no, I mean, he didn't do great. That's for sure. Uh, you know, and I listened to a lot of 97.1 and Mike Valenti, okay. you know, and he, I think he kind of shapes the narrative around a lot of sports topics sure. around Detroit. Sure. And he, I mean, he was on him from day. I mean, the, obviously the first game was a yeah. debacle, but. Yeah. I, th- I think there's something to be said about, you know, there's a lot of players that were kind of Jim Caldwell players. Yeah. And then there's, he's bringing in people, 
at least that are familiar with his style. So I think the locker room should be a little bit better this year, but I don't know, man. It all comes down to the quarterback, and we're paying our quarterback a lot of money. I, so. Yes. Um, but, like, yeah, so Matt Patricia can't come in and be a Tom Izzo right away. He yeah. can't, you know, he doesn't have, demand the respect of a locker room that way where he could, you know. And I think he tried to do that. I think so. I think he tried to come in and own it a little bit. And there's too many guys too close to your age. You don't – people know who you are. I mean, they might know you a little bit around the league, yeah. but, you know, you're a, new, you're a newbie running this thing. And so I think he came a little hard. He probably should have incorporated veterans maybe a little bit better and try to, like, use them as leadership. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's easy to speculate. Um, it's interesting to see how many of these former Patriot coaches, you know, they just don't seem to work. Yeah. And I don't know, like the Patriots have their thing and that's the thing that they do. And they're really good at yeah. it, you know, yeah. and to try and copy that or I don't know, it just isn't going to be the same. Well, we went, we went and got their old, their assistant GM, right? Yeah. Bob Quinn. And now we're getting, yeah. So it's like, it's like circuit city chasing best buy. I used to be a circuit city work. It was just sad. Like being, we're just behind to yeah. That's not going to win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, they had Geek Squad. And we'd be like, yeah, you guys want Fire Dog services? And they're like, what's Fire Dog? And then I had to tell them, well, you know, Geek Squad? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a good way to sell something. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I just lost hope and trust in the Lions that, like, it's easy to be negative and find, look at the flaws, starting yeah. with Stafford. Man, and it just it's it's strange because it seems like there's been so many ups and downs between NFL teams. You know, a lot of teams, even the Cardinals were good. You know, the yeah. Cardinals have been good, and they were awful for a long time. And it seems like the Lions have just never, never caught fire. You no, know, like barely. Ma- we always, if we did make the playoffs, it was barely as a wild card. Even like the one time we had, we should have like easily had the division where I think like Aaron Rodgers was out all year, and then Matt yeah. Flynn won the last game. I don't know, like it was. It's been some sad, sad seasons. Yeah. And then we had that playoff game at Dallas, and there was a few oh. controversial calls. Oh. And I don't know. They just can't seem to catch a break. You know? Yeah. Not all, yeah. They can't win the games they're supposed to, but when they do need the help a little bit, or like they just, they don't, it just never goes their way. It's yeah. like a losing culture. It's a hard thing to like get out of. I don't care how many first round picks, like early first rounders we're getting. Like it starts with Joey Harrington. Like, yeah. Bad one after bad one. And Charlie Batch held us hostage, and so we had to pay him a lot of money back when we didn't have any quarterback. I don't know. There's just all these stories of, you know, Barry Sanders basically quit. because Yeah. Didn't. Oh, man. And that's what we talk about is, like, Barry. Like, I remember Barry. Oh, like, he was so good. <laughs> nah. Why? Yeah, it's so long ago. I know. <laughs> Nothing since. Those games in the Silver Dome, man. I know. The highlights are unbelievable uh, to watch. I'll just be, like, scrolling on Facebook, and somebody will post it, and I'll just, like, I'll watch this. It's fun. I, I love the Silver Dome. I, I don't know. It's something about it. I just loved it. It's just out in Pontiac, and uh, I used to drive by it, you know, when it'd be all run down. <laughs> just yeah. look at oh, this yeah. thing. It's like, man. They just imploded that, right? They, yeah. they It failed, like, the first time. They yeah. couldn't implode the building yeah, properly. They couldn't properly implode it. <sighs> Too many memories. It's yeah. Stood, <laughs> stood still. This is what we, all we got is Barry memories. We yep. need this. And Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. Yeah. Oh, you're a wrestling fan? Yeah. We're trying to get uh, uh, Amy uh, and her. Oh, man. But they're trying to do a wrestle 
Russell Amia or something like that type of like podcast where her boyfriend tries to convince her to like get into like wrestling and they like watch an episode. I mean, I definitely don't watch it as much anymore. Oh yeah, but uh, I still, you know, every once in a while I'll tune in or you know, it's still so interesting to me. <laughs> and the, you know, I know some of the the things. Uh, I actually went to visit my friend in Florida a couple years ago, and we both grew up watching wrestling. And he's like, "You want to just go to an event?" And we're like, "Yeah." And I went and saw you know Daniel Bryan wrestling this was before he got injured and supposedly we thought he would never wrestle again so i always thought that was super cool that i got to see him yeah you know wrestle especially when he went down i was like dang uh but you know just going to those events are oh, so yeah. much fun and the people there are so much oh fun. my gosh my dad took me I, I went to a couple of i went to like a monday night raw i went to a survivor series I remember the one time it was when uh, like Stone Cold drove like a Zamboni onto the oh, ice, yeah, that or, is... not well, not the ice, but to the ring. That's like a top ten raw moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so awesome. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, back in the day is that's when I used to really watch. It was like the you know Raw versus WCW. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh that was good times. NWO. Oh yeah, Wolfpack baby. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. WCW just ran every good idea they had into the ground. There's like oh, yeah. four different versions of the NW. I was like, no, no, uh, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> Remember DX? Were you a DX fan? Yeah, I was a DX fan. Ever get in trouble for doing the DX to anybody? Yeah, they, I, man, they put something out at our school that was like, you can't. <laughs> every kid was going around. Yeah, you it. can't chop it. <laughs> uh, you know, that stuff would definitely probably not fly these days. But man, oh, man. I, I mean, even as like a high school kid, you, you don't really understand. No, no, you're just you're like, that's what you see these guys on TV yeah. doing it, or like wrestling. Uh, I was coaching hockey. Uh, I was like 21, and I was coaching my brother's hockey team. It was like a spring league, and my assistant coach, his son, uh, we we're playing a game, and he. Went to the crowd, something happened, the fan, crowd's yelling. He like he did it, he did the DX to the crowd and he got like suspended. He had to oh, like, go man. in front of the board and stuff like that. Oh man. Yeah, but like I, yeah, I there was a great uh for N sixty four too. It was WCW versus NWO it was like oh, the video game. Man. We used to play that so much. Oh yeah. And you could do like the people had each had like each character had their individual thing and like uh, six pack and, and oh yeah, would do he wouldn't do the chop, but he would do something like that. Uh-huh. So man, it would just be so much fun to like beat the crap out of somebody, and then you could do these celebrations and oh, oh yeah, oh. and I the the wrestling video like at that time those were some of the best like games to play and oh, stuff. I used to play on PlayStation and oh man, Royal Rumble, yeah, oh man, that was some good games. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed wrestling growing up but i think like every boy does probably between like the ages of like eight to like 14 somewhere in there like i don't know just like a testosterone type of thing yeah. like my dad got SummerSlam 1990 like we ordered it on pay-per-view oh, yeah. we taped it and i used to watch that tape all the time i would rewatch it over um, <laughs> yeah it... i got the owen hart one. Oh yeah oh my gosh that was like weird like man that was a crazy oh I feel so bad for that family. Like, what a... Yeah. Especially for, like, a wrestling family to lose somebody that way. Yeah. Oh. I had my friend Gabe over, uh, McKinchak, who was, like, lived across the street from me. And I think my parents, like, left. Like, like I got pizza, me and my friends. And we're just like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? Because, like, they were just, like, the camera's off to the side. Like, they weren't showing anything. They're like, this is not part... I'm like, is it part of the show? Because they could still be saying that, I feel yeah. like. Oh, I mean, there's 
there was like an angle where they like blew up Vince McMahon's limo or something. You know, yeah. like they've they've done crazy yeah. stuff before. So, so you never know what to like believe yeah, almost. Yeah. But yeah, that was a sad thing to watch for sure. Yeah, there's definitely. Man, I you know, with all this discussion about CTE and all this stuff, you know, like there's definitely some sad wrestling oh, yeah. stories. Um but there's some good ones like DDP. I don't know if you look you Yeah. Know, uh I have I do his yoga sometimes. It's yeah, very he's good. Ba- yeah, he's got like a second career now, like doing that. That's yeah, awesome. it's been out for like a while, but somehow like recently, more recently, he went on like the Joe Rogan podcast or something, but like something else got like kickstarted again. But he also he like I guess oh, there was a documentary out about Jake the Snake Roberts or whatever, mm-hmm. and like he I listened to him talk a little bit, but DDP kind of like got helped him like get his life together and stuff. He's all about like helping like yeah, a lot of these wrestlers, and his story is just amazing. Where like he got into like wrestling at a late late age and like I don't know if it was Ric Flair said one thing or the other, but like basically everybody just got like dude, you're not gonna be able to make it. Like you're too yeah. old and stuff like that. But like someone kind of like told him to stick with it, and uh, like he was he was pretty good for a while. Like. Th- th- DDP. Yeah, I love listening to those old stories about, you know, like their tales on the road and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And that Andre the Giant documentary was awesome. And yes. And, and like the Ric Flair documentary was awesome. Yeah. All that stuff is. Uh, Jake the Snake talked about like losing the snake and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> just crazy because he would take it out to him with, like, on planes and stuff. He lost Damien. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, those are some crazy stories because, you know, those guys just like, I don't know, like, it's kind of a big party and yeah. stuff like that. And now with like social media and stuff, I don't know. It's just not the same. It's kind of like those old stories. You know, here like Ric Flair would go out to a bar after a show and yeah. just like be pounding drinks. Yeah. And like now there would be a video of it online or yeah. I don't know. It's just something about the, the yeah. old days. Wasn't like Andre the Giant like, that would just like pound a 30 pack or two 30 packs of beer like from the limo ride home from like his, the show to his uh, hotel? Yeah, his drinking stories are legendary. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't. Is the, I, I saw like the Miz. You remember, like, yeah. <laughs> I remember him from. Uh, he was on the Real World. Yeah, the Real World. Like I that was crazy. His season. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, probably one of the few seasons I remember watching yeah. actually. Yeah. And people thought he was like a joke because yeah. he would do that character on the show, and people were like, "Oh, whatever." Like this yeah. guy. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And he's like, he's huge. Yeah, he is. Uh, I met him. Uh, they did a. They, I will say one of the awesome things about you know WWE is they always do a lot of stuff in the military like that's okay. super cool, and they came to Virginia for like a tribute to the troops or whatever, and a bunch of people like came onto base and stuff. So I have my picture with the Miz and stuff. Nice, <laughs> yeah, nice, it's pretty nice. cool. Yeah, he was super nice. All the WWE people were super nice. So yeah, uh, I so I'm really hoping that podcast comes around because I will definitely listen to that. Like I remember like the Undertaker. Oh man, oh, man. just Kane. There was just so much good drama, man. Med drama. Yeah. Uh, we I just did a show at Go on Friday, and it was some dumb line game. And one of the jokes that I did, I made like an Undertaker reference. And some guy in the crowd was like, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's just wrestling fans everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vince McMahon is just, I mean, it's insane. Like, he's coming back with the XFL. Oh, God. You don't think it's going to work? No. <laughs> Man, what a start it had the first time. Oh, man. Where the dude got hurt in the first play, where they, yeah. like, ran into each other because they started off. Wow. That was insane. I'll I'll never forget that. Like, it, it had so much hype, and <laughs> it just crashed so yeah, yeah, spectacularly. Yeah. Uh, is that other league still going on? Is it the AFL? Oh, man, I don't know. It just seems 
then you know we were talking about this earlier about you just want to watch sports at the highest level. Yeah. There's something about watching. You can only watch so much. Yeah. If you're not like co- like if I wasn't coaching or something, I'm not going around like or if I like unless I'm a reporter or something, I'm not going around watching high school sports yeah. just for no reason. I mean, I love. I love going to, like, when I lived in Virginia, I, I used to go to Norfolk Admirals games. Like, those are fun. You know, like, yeah. going to watch a AAA baseball game uh-huh. is fun. You know, mm-hmm. but if you're talking about, like, watching on, like, a regular basis, yeah, I just can't, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it on TV unless I'm watching, like, one of these top prospects or something. I kind of want to see what he looks like, you know, this yeah. next upcomer, like, uh, Eloy Jimenez or something like that. That's my boy. And then, like, football, too, is just so violent. Like, oh, th- yeah. that one clip already went viral of that quarterback just got wrecked. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it is it is insane. Like, he gets destroyed. <sighs> it's like, oh, man, you're getting killed for, you know. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I, I say pay him at a young age. Because especially football, man, like, how long are most of these people's careers? But, like, you're going to have pain the rest of your life. Like, breaking bones and, like, man. all that stuff adds up. Running backs, I mean, their shelf life is now, like, six to seven years. Yeah. You know, like, you you need to strike while the iron's hot, and you need to be smart with your money. I would not let my kid probably play football. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting debate, and we'll see what happens. In Definitely the- not running back. Yeah. Definitely is. not. Man, I don't know. It's it's a tough call. I, yeah. I respect any parent's decision because I can see both sides of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just not, like, if you want to, like, Play all these other sports, work out as much as you want, and if you want to go to college and you play, fine. But like, because I feel like football is the thing that like, it's just an athlete sport. Yeah, just straight athletic. Like, yeah, you got to like be somewhat smart, but not compared to like I feel like the other sports. Like, you're if you got a good coach and he'll just put you in the right spot. Like, go get this guy, yeah. water boy it if you have to. If you're that good, if you're that athletic. Well, you know, they've been saying for years that soccer is going to be the next big sport or whatever. But, I, I, you know, and it'll be interesting to see in the next 20 years if, if more people switch uh, to, to different sports and see and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine somebody – I mean, Le- LeBron James is maybe too tall to – I don't know. But he's just such a freak athlete. I'd love to see what he would look like if he devoted all his – Oh, yeah. You know, like time – or Kobe Bryant, you know, was a good soccer player growing up. And he was, you know, traveled the world or whatever. Yeah. As a kid, and I've heard that he's a great soccer player. And his with his work ethic and determination. Yeah, he could have probably been something good. It's just yeah. like, yeah, also like Kyle Murray. Hey, you know, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to focus? Because it's hard to do both. Oh, I would man. love to see another two-sport athlete. Like, yeah. But teams are, I mean, teams are following it. Like, a lot kind of baseball teams are allowing actually guys to play offense and pitch or defense, yeah. you know, like, uh, which is crazy. The Ciotani yeah. do it, and then there's a couple other guys who could kind of do it. But I, I listen to so many podcasts now. Were you talking about Deion Sanders? I can't yeah. Remember. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Deion Sanders and Bo. I mean, it's those are once in a like. Yeah, that's that was such an awesome story. You know, like that guy was good at two sports. Like dominant. Like yeah. he like I didn't realize because I was like kind of young at that point. But like how good he just was. Primetime, baby. Like just like he was that good at defense, man. Yeah. Just made it look so easy. Like and that's when you're good. When you're like at that type of level, it looks like you're hardly even like trying out there. Yeah, the Braves were always my second favorite team. You know, just growing up because oh, the yeah. games would be on TBS. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, my favorite player growing up was Dave, Dale Murphy. I don't know why. <laughs> I just like that guy so much. And uh, yeah, so a... I was always kind of like Braves would be like two on my list. Okay, uh, Dale Murphy. Yeah, that's a curious. Like out of all the guys, like yeah, I think because he hit. 
he hit home runs, but he didn't hit them at like a huge clip, but he could still hit home runs. And I don't know why. Were you a Brandon Inch fan? Uh, I... <laughs> is that, I don't know, was that a yes? Like, a, you didn't want to say yes, but you were? Sometimes. <laughs> Your uh, Brandon Inch was probably a defender, I guess, almost. Yeah. Uh, I just hated it because it seemed like every female at Comerica Park would have an Inge jersey shirt. Yeah, well, you knew that they didn't know anything about yeah. baseball. It was an easy way <laughs> to know that they were just like, oh, and, I like him. And they'd still wear it even after he was like, oh, making yeah. tons of money and declining in uh, oh, yeah. productivity. He would always like do well like versus like the White Sox. Yeah. It was, like, the only time he did anything. Brandon Inge. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that guy until I just brought him up. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, talking to baseball, there's been like some big signings. My boy Eloy Jimenez just signed the biggest contract for a player never to officially play Major League Baseball. So he signed for six years, like $43 million. So wow. not bad for, I don't know, he's like 22, I think, right now he just turned. Uh, Mike Trout, though, after last week, previously week, we talked about, I talked about uh, Bryce Harper signing like the, the biggest deal for total amount of money, but Machado signed for the highest average per year or whatever, which was like $35 million or something. Well, Mike Trout went out and beat both of those records, so he now is the highest-paid player will be ever uh, for now. Uh, and then currently, though, like up to his 26th season, according to War, which is, uh, you could argue that it's not exact, but uh, he has the highest war for anybody up to his 26th age right now. So he's on pace to be the best player ever. Oh, so man. Like, that's what we're watching. But nobody, like, if you don't watch baseball, like, you probably don't even know that. No. Uh, it was interesting to see after, you know, that contract was signed, uh, there was all these basketball players and all these other athletes who were just like, hey, man, like, I should have gone into baseball. Yeah. You know, to get that pretty much guaranteed money. And you, you don't know? have to put your body usually through yeah. as much. Like, you're going to be, unless you're a pitcher, you're going to have, like, you'll have your arms going to be dead basically after. But, like to play like that's why I was kind of curious to like Kyle Murray like but it's hard to make to the pros like he's going to play right to the pros going to the yeah. NFL so I get that it's more instant money and but yeah playing baseball man I don't know it's not as glamorous so in the minor leagues so yeah no, let's get that straight like these guys are <laughs> no. like riding but they're not on airplanes and stuff no. like that it's not glamorous whatsoever yeah. like a lot of these guys actually make like less than minimum wage or something like that yeah uh in the minor leagues so uh but Trout uh I, I read somewhere that, like, because he was, like, the 24th or 25th pick overall of the, that draft. Uh, it was funny because this was, like, the first uh, ML, MLB got their own channel. Like, this was, like, the first time, like, just brand new. And this is the first time they're going to have, like, live at the draft. And he was, like, the only one to, like, show up. So he was the only one there. Interesting. And, like, they thought he might go earlier. And then it looked like he might, like, fall out of the first round and stuff like that. And then, like, he got picked. Like, and now he's, like, the best player ever. So it was just like, who would have knew that yeah. that guy? So he would end up being, like, the 24th or 25th pick. I think it was the 25th. And uh, they just showed something. Like, the 24 guys that got picked ahead of him right now have a combined, like, war of, like, 61, and his is, like, 64. So, mm. like, he's better right now than yeah. all those guys combined. The MLB draft is always just so interesting to me. It's just so different from every other. Well, even the NHL draft is a little different because you're, you're drafting on, you know, projections. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh it's hard, yeah, because you never know what like a kid's gonna be. They're, it's a little bit better now, 
because I think the youth sports are getting better and more structured where your top athletes are playing each other more often. Like these kids all know each other yeah. like growing up now and stuff like that. Where before like you had scouts go out to places and like watch kids and like more scouting of all like now it's all video. I mean yeah, it's easy there's, to do. I you know, speaking of like old school stuff, that is I love those stories too, like scouts on the road, like yeah. oh hey, like I saw this guy playing, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's hard to see the guy that no one else is seeing anymore. Yeah, and now there's like video, you know, like somebody will have yeah, everybody's got their own Twitter advertising themselves if they're anything if they're trying to go somewhere. Yeah. So uh it's a di- yeah, it's a different age. So I think uh your draft picks are getting easier to pick. I don't know if easier, but like just have more data and information now, so it's harder to mess up. Yeah. Uh, with these guys. And those first picks are so crucial, especially oh. if you're picking in the first, like, top five or something yeah. like that. Uh, that's when we got, like, Andrew Miller and stuff. Like, that was crucial. Go get, like, a guy like Miguel Cabrera. Because yeah. just having those top prospects, you can, like, go go for it and get the top players. Yeah. And it's it's hard, too, from, like, a fan perspective because, you know, like, the Tigers drafted that guy, that, that pitcher. Casey Mize. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, like, we got this guy. But it's like, well, now you got to wait a couple of years. Like, yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. develop. You know, you can't just, yeah like, plug him in. He's not going to be our opening day starter. You know? No, no. Yeah. Very few come up, like – in the draft that are just like ready right away yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he might come up this year. He's actually one of the because some guys are high school guys, so they're 18, 19 yeah. when they get drafted. Those guys are definitely usually not ready, even though the sport you're seeing some of these younger guys. Juan Soto just came up last year, he was 19, yeah, and oh. he did phenomenal. And he wasn't even like the top prospect, he wasn't even the organization's top prospect. Yeah. They have another guy, Victor Robles, who's supposed to be just like even better. We'll see if he is or not, yeah. but. I think I like that too. And it's kind of the same way with soccer, you know, it's like you can play these 18 year olds and it's just so funny to see them out there, you know, yeah. and it, like playing with grown men. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy in the spring training game. It looked like yesterday that was 17 for oh, one of the teams. That's crazy. Like a kid. Yeah. Like I'm coaching kids who are 17. Yeah. Like imagine like he's out there playing with the pros. Like, Holy moly. Yeah. So no, uh, but, uh, baseball finally just started signing. There's a lot of Ben even though there's a lot of free agents available, a lot of the top players on current teams are signing extensions right now. So Justin Verlander just signed two years for $66 million total. So he's getting $33 million in the next two years for a 38-year-old. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, So, uh, but he's on pace to be one of the great like, – he, man, he looked so good last year. Yeah, he, I think everybody in Detroit is still a Justin Verlander fan. You know, yeah, you matter, ha- I mean, you know. he didn't do anything wrong with us. No, all no, he no. did, he, he gave us an MVP season. MVP yeah. as a pitcher, like – he was great for us. Unfortunately, injuries kind of riddled the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like Avila got a little bit, like, because I, I would have sold him for anything to get rid of that contract, and he actually saved him. He waited till there's actually no more trade. So in baseball, there was, like, a trade deadline, and then but then you could do, like, st- trades through waivers, basically, mm-hmm. after that for the next month. They got rid of that or something, I believe, this year. So, like, there's only one trade deadline. So, But he was smart, like, he was kind of getting ridiculed for, like, not getting rid of the guy, and then he was able to, like, get – because we got Daz Cameron and uh, I want to say one of our top pitcher pitching prospects from that trade. So he was able to, like, salvage it and get – because I just wanted to get that money off the contract. That's yeah. the same way I'm kind of feeling about Cabrera, but, like, Cabrera's looking pretty good. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Michael Fulmer just went on the DL, though. He's – or I'm sorry, it's no longer the DL. Did you hear that? No, what's it called now? Uh, the IL. Oh. It's the injured list. Yeah. I just found this out yesterday, actually. Interesting. Uh, yeah, apparently don't want to use the word disabled now. Yeah. Um, so injured list. I'm disabled, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I didn't see anything wrong with it. Like, it, all it meant was, like, you weren't able to play the game, you know, sure. in right four, but whatever. So what was the change of wording of it? So that's yeah, fine. that's that's too bad, man. Fulmer, ugh. Yeah, yeah. He uh, He's out. He's going to – He's I think he's electing for Tommy John. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if we were going to have any chance, I thought he was going to have to have, like, a good season. Now we're really thin at the starting pitching, I feel like. Yeah, and I've, I've heard people talking, too, that they were trying to trade him, like – or not trying to, but they wanted to trade him like last year while he's still. <laughs> oh man, we could have. There, there was that one point after we got him after like the first year, man. We could have got the world for him, man. He was young, inexpensive, good. Yep. Like, but it's hard to trade those guys away because it could also turn out to be, you know, a top five guy every year going for the Cy Young, and you gave, you know, and he's cheap. Like, yeah. Then you trade people away for prospects, and then you never know how the prospects are going to be. Or you know, I don't know. Baseball is tough. I <laughs> yeah. These, but again, these so right now these young guys are coming up and having like success. Uh, Byron Buxton didn't, but Carlos Correa did. Cody Bellinger did. Did Ronald Acuna last year was a top prospect. Chris Bryant he won up. Um, the top guys are just kind of hitting for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, Byron Buxton's like 24 right now, so he's like still young, but he was supposed to like, they called him up like a few years ago and just has, he's showed spurts of like a month of like being the best baseball player in the league, but other periods, the worst, like that's the type of athlete. It's just only baseball, like, (laughs) you know, where you could be the best player, but like the mental game almost just, I don't know. It just doesn't click and yeah, it's a crazy game. Uh, Again, mentally, because you're just anticipating. It's all anticipation, so you got to be ready for like everything. You're trying to, you know, what's going, what's going to happen here. A lot of where the other sports like hockey, like you're not, you don't have that much time to think. Yeah, you're just reacting. You're just going. But every pitch, you're taking back. Okay, now what? It's cha- everything's changed a little bit and stuff like that. Your coaches are giving you more different information now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really love baseball. I'm sure you've heard me yeah, speak yeah. on that. Um, and I did it growing up. I didn't care to play it. It was too slow for me. I loved hockey. I loved played soccer. Hmm. Just things where I was like doing stuff all the time, like yeah. baseball, board. I wasn't bad either. I just, but I, I wish I would have tried harder. Like I just didn't focus enough. Like I made all stars at like twelve and stuff like that. Sure. And I quit. And then the coach got me back to play a little bit. But I just, and then I quit. We won the World Series. Fun year. Like it was called the World Series. I don't know. We beat like Woodhaven in the finals. Great fun. But like. You would think that would like want me to go back, but yeah. for some reason I just I don't know I just didn't care. Even like in high school, I played tennis my senior year. Like, never played tennis ever. Could have you know when I tried baseball, but I'm like I didn't I don't know. I guess I wanted a break after like playing. That's an, that's an interesting choice to play tennis. Me and my friend, he was also an athletic guy. He could have played, definitely played baseball. Uh, it was my friend Al. Remember we? I don't know if you heard the episode where I talked about my friend Al. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Well, we're like we're both like pretty athletic. And we're like, let's play tennis, man. And I know a few people. My, my friend Joel, who was on the soccer team, really good. And some of the other soccer players were actually – they were pretty good at tennis, actually. But uh, let's, like, let's do it, dude. We're both athletic. And we were, like, doubles number two on our – like, so, like, we played decent people and stuff like that. We weren't bad. We almost got worse, though. So, like, like you do anything. I don't know. Maybe you had this experience in, in improv. But, like, I think it happens in most things. Like, when you try something new and you're, like, pretty good at it or whatever – and then you just like you think you got it, but then once you start getting like more technical and you know you're you're initially so good, but if you want to get better, you have to do like things a certain technical way. You kind of maybe fall into bad habits and stuff yeah. like that. And we were trying to learn the technical way, and we were just not doing as well once we like the season went on, kind of. 
did you have did you have really short shorts when you play? No, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't that confident myself. What is your uniform when you're on this the school's tennis team? Do you a pair of shorts and like a white polo or something like that? I think <laughs> if I remember correctly, I didn't have anything. Like the coach had to give me like a tennis racket and stuff. Like that's funny. Yeah, like it was a great guy too. He was a nice guy, but yeah, he was excited to have us on though, just because like. You're trying to, like, you just want anybody almost at that point yeah. to have, like, these two guys that, like I said, we we're double, you know, like, so, like, instead of his, our double three and four team, they would have been up another level. So, like, it just makes the whole team kind of a little bit better. That's super funny. Yeah, I'm just going to play tennis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I, growing up, that's all I did. Me and the Putex, like, there was, like, five kids, even, like, the daughter uh, who's, like, middle. Like, she, she was our uh, goalie. When I was a sophomore in varsity, playing varsity hockey, she was our goalie one of the very few good spots in our team. <laughs> uh, if we didn't have her, like, she was probably the best goal I ever played. I wish we, she was on our team when we were actually had decent talent on there. Mm-hmm. But the whole family. So just playing with those guys just made me better. Uh, I thought I sucked, though. Like, I'll say this, like, you know, when you can't beat the guys seven down, you know, seven houses down for me. Like, yeah. you, you think, you're like, I'm not going to beat anybody. <laughs> so, but they really just kind of, like, made me better. But that's all we did. We'd create games. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it was, it's easy for me to kind of like just pick up a sport and just like figure out the rules and play and stuff like that. Yeah. Because that's what we did. Joel would make up games, you know, like add sports together and, you know, we just play, let's go, let's play. <laughs> Who wins? Like, it's like Calvin Ball from Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's what, you know, that's how we did. I don't know. Nate Putek, the oldest man, like, he was, like, the first guy to, like, get me into shape a little bit. Like, he, like, took me, like, senior year. I'm, like, going into senior year, like, took me running and stuff like that. Like, I wish I would have done more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I played a lot of sports, but I didn't have that drive to, like, work out. Like, if I was so slow. I was just, like, good hands or good feet with stuff or whatever. Like, I was good in small spaces, but I had no speed. And I wish I kind of just, like, I wish I would. So, like, I never had a coach. I don't know. Just, like, like uh, my soccer coach was their dad. And the nicest guy in the world, nicest, nicest guy, but he just didn't know that much. Like his kids knew more about soccer. Like we ran the practices. Like he was just there to be a good guy. He'd take the money that like he would make being the soccer coach and buy us stuff with it or whatever. Like, you know, he was just there to take his kids. And like, like I said, we were good actually. It was Mm -hmm. one of the few, but like we didn't have, I didn't have a coach that was just like a good guy yelling at me, I guess. I didn't have a Tom Izzo yelling at me. I needed (laughs) Did you have gully gloves? Did you have those big gloves? I love those gully oh, yeah, gloves. Uh, I wasn't a goalie until like my senior year, and then I became. I was like all did. Like I was really good. I was really aggressive. Oh, I was just. I was just athletic. So yeah. like goalie was like perfect. Uh, uh, the goalie before me was uh, Chet Putek. And, like he was like a stud goalie. Like, he could have like probably went to college to play goalie and stuff like that. But like he was, he was also like the field goal kicker, and like he he kicked like a fifty yard field goal. Like he was. I don't know if it was fifty, but like he was pretty good. But like colleges would like send him like recruiting stuff and he's like, No, I'm a hockey player. Like he wouldn't like even like do anything else. Yeah. So but uh he was a really good goalie. And then their youngest Steven was like a goalie after me or whatever. And he went to like Indiana Tech. Like the whole family was just like super athletic. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And like I said, the daughter too. Like she was a, I played uh little league with her and, like when I was like eight like eight, nine, ten year olds or something, and she was like a stud third baseman on the boys team and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, and now like Chet has kids and I'm the, I'm the godfather and I oh, can't, nice. I can't wait to watch these two. Like they're going to be beasts. Like, yeah. uh, his daughter 
is just a brute. Like she's gonna like I can't. She's gonna be the best Putech of them all. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but I'm the godfather of Jake, and hopefully Jake's just as good. But I, I feel like the daughter. She's because she's got Tina's like tenacity. I don't know. She's gonna be an athlete. I can just tell. She's got some power behind her already. I'm excited. Yeah, I love that when you're just like this person's gonna be good at this thing. Someday. She's like, just, just gonna know. be good. Yeah, I can just. I promise you. Like. Mm-hmm. She's like in a figure skating thing though. Like she's doing like they had a show like this weekend and stuff like that. But she's gonna be an athlete. Yeah, she's gonna be an athlete. I get it. Do the cute stuff, princessy stuff, sure, sure. or whatever. But she's gonna be. Wait till she gets to high school. She's gonna be dominating. Yeah. Just knowing her father, mm-hmm. just how he is. Like so, he's just so competitive, and that's why I love my fantasy baseball league. Cause uh, so we were talking about what would you rather have? Would you rather have the three wins? In the regular season and the play or like mm-hmm. the Big Ten championship or like that one of the tourney. So what happened between me and Chet last year at Fantasy? He was talking crap all year. We were in the same division. He was winning the division. He was beating me when we were playing heads up. And then we got to the playoffs. I won. <laughs> but it was such a long season to hear him trash talk constantly every oh. time I saw him. So like I, I'm curious, like what would I rather have? Yeah. It's it's hard, but I think I'd rather win at the end. Yeah. Unfortunately, deal with all the hate and the crap. Yep. But at the end, it's a sweet victory. A sweet, sweet victory. Right. It's worth it. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So, basically, I think we went through most of the, I mean, the last thing I kind of want to talk to was maybe Kraft, but uh, the owner of the New England Patriots. Man, I was just thinking the other day about, is there any owner I really like? You know, I just, these yeah. owners are just such, I don't know. They... I mean, maybe it's just because I can't relate to them. I mean, they're all <laughs> mega rich, you know, like. Uh, it's an ego thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess Cuban is, you know. Yeah, he's probably the, yeah. The, now to think of it, I kind of respect him a little bit more because you're right. Like, yeah. you know, I can't stand him. Like, he, yeah, he's a little opinionated and stuff yeah. like that. But. Uh, oh, especially in the NFL, you know, you're like Kraft, Jerry Jones. I don't know, Like all these people are just. Well, especially especially in the NFL, since like what the I feel like they did to Kaepernick, and oh, like yeah. now that the lawsuit's over and stuff like that, what he get? Do you know what he got paid out? Like sixty million or something like I, that? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember seeing a number. Uh, I want to say I could be wrong, but it was like sixty to eighty. Million. It was something ridiculous. That basically, we were wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he got paid out. Otherwise, you're not paying a guy that out that much if yeah. there was no collusion or anything like that. The one of the, the biggest things that I hate about, you know, people that are just have are wealthy and have all this power is they just think they can get away with anything. Yeah. You know, so he just he, it just was so out of his mind that, like, I don't know, it's just like he probably still doesn't think he really did anything wrong. Yeah. You know, even though he came out publicly and said one thing or another. But like, does he really feel that way? Is yeah. he sorry or is he sorry he got caught? Yeah. No, he's sorry he got caught. Yeah. You know, Um and I think there's a double standard a lot of times for these owners compared to, like, if a player got caught doing that or something, like, you know, so quick to, like, suspend him, kick him out of the league or whatever. Though, I'm trying to remember what's going on with the San Francisco Giants. Do you see the San Francisco Giants-type situation? I, I only heard a little bit about it. I think he, like, kind of, like, stepped to the side for a little bit yeah. or something like that. But, I mean, a lot of this stuff's been going on for, like, a while. Like, the NBA guy, right, who said, like, the racially charged things yeah. to his girlfriend and stuff like that. They're all the same. I don't know. A lot of these guys. I think the NBA, for some reason, seems to have, like, their owners, I don't know, just seem to be more in touch. I don't know. Yeah. But 
And the NFL is the worst. I don't know. It, these you're so far removed, and there's so many guys on a, like an NFL yeah. team. So like in basketball, I feel like if there's only like twelve to fifteen guys, it's easy to get to know that many guys and get personal with them like sure. that. When it's a sixty-five man team plus a practice squad, like you're only going to talk to you know the the, the quarterback or something yeah. like that. I think too, like the NBA is you know there's like international players, and there's it's just so diverse. And yeah. I don't know. Like I like that about the NBA. And the, the NFL is kind of just like America. Yeah, know? yeah. So I uh, just wanted to touch a little bit about on that. You know, Kraft, he apologized, but it is what it is. Uh, and then the Wings. The Wings are third from last, so they're trying to get that. Uh, they're doing the tank. Hey, tank, baby. Yeah, lose, that's what, lose for Hughes. Yeah, that's that's right. That's the hashtag, lose for Hughes. Yep. Uh, he's the top guy. What, he's like 18-year-old playing on like the U.S. team right now. Did you see? He just scored like a nice goal yesterday yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's the real deal. It looks yeah. like. Yeah, but that's how like you need those type of players to build championship type contenders like that. That's what Pittsburgh did. They got Sidney Crosby. That's what Washington did when they got Ovechkin. Like you need those game changers. They're hoping that this year this is that guy. Yeah. But again, like the rules shouldn't benefit teams for tanking. Yeah. Even though I wish I think the Red Wings should have. Like, why didn't they get rid of Jimmy Howard? I don't know. That's a good question. Could they not, or they just want to be, or did they want to be like? I I think because they just don't have any other option, like for goalie right now. Good. <laughs> That's how you take. Yeah, that is. If true. those are the rules, like I'm sorry, like yeah, they won yesterday. Way to go, Mantha! To score two goals, both goals, and yeah, but whatever. Again, if I'm the athlete, I'm not trying to lose. I'm going out there to play my best out there. I'm trying to make money. I need to get stats. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to sign a contract. So, uh. But as an owner and a general manager, and there's things you could do to you know not put the best squad out there, yeah. but also maybe kind of build, you know, let these guys play a little bit in the NHL, get them some seasoning and stuff yeah. too. Play by the rules. That's yep. all I'm saying. Don't be Atlanta Braves. You know, your your number two team got yeah. in trouble a few years ago. Yeah, uh, they lost, which they still have like one of the top fire assists in the league. But they lost like a bunch of guys because of that, and yeah. like got penalized oh, yeah. pretty got hard. Penalized, yeah, so. You know, were you upset by that at all, or that? No, just... I mean, not really. And I was more of a fan. And actually, when I was younger, is when the Braves were bad. You know, and then they got good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was actually, <laughs> I actually liked them when they were terrible. So does that, that kind of suck when you like really like a team? Then they get like almost too good because then like everybody's on board yeah, and, and then stuff. Everybody, you know. I hate to be like sound like that, but like. No, no, that that happens. I know. I mean, it's. I'm sure that happened a lot with like the Tigers. Like, there's all those fans through the '90s and the 2000s, and then like all of a sudden they become good in 2006. Yeah, all and... of a sudden you see a lot of Golden State jerseys around. Yeah, <laughs> Golden. Oh yeah. But I mean, I like Steph Curry. He's. I mean, if a... I was 13 years old, I'd probably. Yeah, like yeah, Steph yeah, Curry yeah. Too, I so. mean, it's a great team. Like, if you want to watch top-notch athletes play, like watch that team play. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Uh, my cu- my cousin, her. Her son was like a huge uh, Durant fan and like had all this like Oklahoma City stuff. And he was like crushed when he left Oklahoma oh, City. Oh man! And I was like, oh yeah. But so is he still an OKC fan? I, I don't think so. But man, that's got to be tough. Yeah. But uh, hey, he wanted to win, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they kept. Could they have kept Durant and Westbrook? Like, or is there like not I don't money think there? So. I don't. Could well, those two not play together? You think maybe? I don't know. They, I don't think they they got along. <laughs> I don't think they got along. Yeah, 
Westbrook could be kind of a hard guy to maybe get along with, even though I like him and stuff like yeah. that and what I've seen Perth, but I could see that. Uh, man, who missed out on Durant? Oh, Portland, man, when they picked uh, Greg Oden. Oh, yep. old, uh, man, old man. I old loved him. I, I thought he looked good, man. Yeah. Like He was like a dominant in the NCAA tournament, yep. but then all those injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, bad knees. Yeah, man. Would have missed miss out on Durant, though. Yeah. Hey, we picked we hey, picked we, Darko. We so. picked Darko. So, <laughs> can't get what you can't miss harder than that. Can't miss harder than that. Well, all right, uh, Grant. Is there anything you got to plug, man? Uh, I don't think so. Not at the moment. Uh, just doing shows every once in a while. Yeah. At uh, Go Comedy. Yeah. And uh, I need to go by there. Uh, I've been busy, but uh, yeah, I missed the place. That's where we kind of like met originally and stuff like that. Yeah. Writing class and stuff like that. It's a good place. Good people. Um. Yeah. Any other shows? No, nothing like that. I don't think anything on the books right now. Yeah. Neither me. Really, too much either. It happens. I'm coaching baseball right now. Yeah. Like it's been, it's a lot right now. After school every day, basically, and stuff like that. And then our first game goes to like extra innings. And it was freezing cold. Oh, so we those like, are the worst. Oh my gosh. I know. Then we lost too. Oh, oh. dang it, guys. All right, guys. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Fumbling Around. Uh, I want to thank Planet Ant Podcast Network uh, for uh, putting this all together, putting this new room together. Our studio is coming along. You can see that we have a couple couches in here now and stuff like that. Nice. So uh, if you have anything maybe nice that you want to decorate this place with, uh, we're accepting because we're still aesthetically trying to, like, fix this and stuff like that. But it's a work in progress. Uh, I mean, this was nothing back here at one point. So uh, we're really excited. Uh, this episode was powered by Pinecast, so check out Pinecast. Uh, and also check out our uh, other programs, featured programs on the network, including Welcome to the Gaberhood. Uh, you know Sam. and uh, Yeah, that's a great podcast. Yeah, they're those, great. Those uh, guys are great. Sam and Anthony. Uh, Sam and Anthony, uh, they, they started off, uh, was it Colony Fest that they won? Yeah, they won Colony Fest. Yeah, yeah. they beat us. I was in the finals against them with the travel band. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they, they, they shined, man. They were good. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. And then they had their show and then they had their show and now they've had their podcast and they're doing video stuff. They're doing a lot of stuff, man. You know, if there's a show I could lose to, you know, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. Uh, Sam's been, is that now, I think he's like on Americans got talent or something. Just I'd Sam is amazing. Yeah. Singer and, uh, yeah. Theatrical artist out there. Just, uh. I never. One of the first times I even saw him, he was he did karaoke and he did oh that my. song "Cherry Tree," <laughs> and, and he just absolutely destroyed it. And it's still one of my favorite like memories of karaoke at Ghostlight. Like he was amazing. Yeah, if you haven't gone to Ghostlight karaoke on Thursday nights after the show and stuff like that, I don't stay up late, but I've been anymore now that I'm teaching and stuff like that. But man, I can't even go because there's just it's so fun to watch a lot of those people go. Yeah, I remember, like, when I first started going, it was just normally, like, improvisers and stuff. So you're like, oh, hey, this is cool. Yeah. And then I hadn't gone for a while, and then I went, like, last month, and now there's, like, all these, like, Darren's bringing in all these people. Oh, yeah. And they're just all amazing. <laughs> now I don't even want to go up there. Yeah, like, you can go up there. Yeah, it's oh, encouraging to go up yeah. there and stuff like that. But I just personally, it's so it's yeah. so talented, a lot of the yeah. people. Oh, and, everybody's very supportive. You should do it. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, just go have a drink or something like that. Watch. Make some friends. It's a, it's a really is a great time uh they're doing bar prov too on wednesdays that's doing, getting huge at ghost Light. Yeah. so if you want to try you know some improv you know it's encouraged go up there by uh with friends uh that's a lot of fun again i, I don't get to like stay out late you know because i'm in bed but hopefully during the summertime maybe i'll be able to do some more of that stuff so but check out sam and uh, anthony at welcome to the gaberhood uh 
speaking of the travel band, Michael Dupree, uh, who's part of that group, he's doing the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. He's always having uh, comedians on, musicians on, all different things. I was actually thinking maybe I should do uh, have improvisers on, kind of doing like athlete-based characters and stuff yeah, like that, you know? So uh, I was thinking about that today. Obviously, it was a little, I don't want to like tell you that <laughs> right before the show and like have you do. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need a character out of you right yeah. now. So, uh, but it's something I would like to do, maybe, if he doesn't mind. And then, uh, have you heard Best Song Ever yet? I haven't, no. So that's a, a new podcast. Oh, they're not new, but they have a bunch of episodes. So I listened to a couple of them just to hear them. Uh, I found out they're coming on. They're joining us, but uh, it's these two guys. They basically, li- they both pick, like, three songs that they really like that maybe you probably haven't heard of or something like that. So, like, what's that, uh, Tunde Olarian? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, one of the songs was, like, one of those, let's do is like, one of his songs and stuff, and... And see, I brought the song, and then you would listen to it, and then if you like it or not, or like a thumbs mm-hmm. up, thumbs down kind of thing. But like, they really, I don't know, they, it's a lot of good music. Like, it's a good way to listen to, like, you know, want to listen to new music and stuff. They do a really good job. Uh, so I'm excited to have them on. And then, uh, have you know, seen our presence of Planet Ant Podcast? Like, are you following us on Facebook or anything? I like think that? I am, yeah. We uh, need more people to follow us on Facebook, Planet Ant Podcast. Uh, spread the word around because we're trying to. Build a premier, you know, Detroit area podcast network. Yeah, I just listened. Mike was a guest on Matters podcast with Matt Nas uh, yeah, and Matt yeah. Rose, and he was he was talking about it too. So it was interesting to hear. You know, I I know like stuff has been building over here. So. We've been doing this for a year now. Like, yeah, yeah, it might not look like a ton right now, but like this has been a year of work. You know, well, it takes such a long time to get things rolling, right? Yeah. I mean, you you're in this game of like theater and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, obviously, you have all these ideas, and you but it just takes time and patience, and you know, going over. But yeah, so we're trying to you know build a platform and opportunity for people to you know. I would love to have just like a whole sports section, have three or four shows under a sports section wing. Yeah. Uh, if possible, you know, we're, uh, we're planning on doing more video. So we're going to have video stuff in here, a green screen. Um, so we're really excited. Have you heard of, uh, so we have a, a thing called like the incubator. It was called, we were calling it the showcase, but we kind of switched the name to the incubator. And what that is, it's going, we're going to just have an opportunity. If you want to like start your own podcast, you can submit an idea. And if it's good, it's accepted, you know, you do like a six episode type of thing. And then if you like it, and if we like it, you can like go on to like as a featured or something like that. Uh, yeah, well, Mike. Mike was talking about that on that episode I was listening to, and that sounds like a great idea. Because then it's like you either, you know, because then you can see what you have. Yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes it takes a couple episodes to, to take off, or or in the other case, it'd be like, hey, I don't want to do this. Yeah, like oh, six episodes, and sometimes maybe that's enough yeah. for something. You're like yeah, six was fun, but I, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore, and that's okay. It could be its own thing. It's out there in the world forever, or whatever. Because I think we're thinking about like, because uh, we're trying to like figure out how to like plan this out and stuff. But I think we're uh, maybe going to do either like, okay, we're going to drop an episode every day of this one podcast, you know, for six days straight, or maybe even drop it on Monday, drop all six episodes, and kind of like Netflix it a little bit or whatever. Yeah type of thing but then you know have a few you know every so often do it so we're still working out the kinks for that but we want we want to hear your ideas we want to hear your submissions um i'm really looking forward to what this studio is going to turn into we're like i said we're still working on it but uh we we're we're hoping to hold like a a festival probably in the summertime in detroit you know and invite a lot of people out try to get some really good guests out um just get the word out you know the more we include people the more people do this the better we're all going to get for sure and you know so we're here to help I mean, I say there's enough for all of us to eat. That's what I say. So if we can all help each other out, promote each other, get word out, uh, I think we could all be successful. Yep. You know? 
So, all right, man. I appreciate you coming. I'm going to do an episode of uh, my fantasy league. You're going to be able to stay for a half hour? Or? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Because uh, I need an outside perspective. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been Tom Steinman and uh, Graham Leslie. <laughs> Graham Leslie. See you later, man. Bye.